Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Beer. We all like a bit of beer, don't we? Well, how would you like your very own case of craft beer? Huh? Oh, pick your jaw up off the floor and I'll tell you how because we've teamed up once again with our friends at beer52.com and all you've got to do, right, simple, easy peasy, just go straight to beer52.com slash kosh and you can claim your free case of craft beers. How about that? Summer sign. Outside it, garden, up lounge you. Get yourself a nice, a nice craft ale. Then the hatch. As you know, Beer 52 is the world's most popular monthly craft beer discovery club searching out incredible and inclusive small batch craft beers from the world's greatest breweries and bringing them back for their members. This month's beers have come all the way from the USA as part of Beer 52's Boston Beer Party Month. Yep, you can try some of the most amazing beers to come out of the greatest breweries in Boston. I like an ale and there's some cracking stuff in that box, I'm telling you. That Harpoon's t- five session IPA oh my word cracking little tipple there's one from Clem Shoes Brewery as well a double Galactica IPA oh my words to die for oh I'm salivating just thinking about it oh it's good I've got my crocs on my socks will be ringing I tell you what there's another one from the UFO Brewery as well a lovely winter blonde I know it's winter blonde but perfect when you're outside out lounge you're catching some rays in garden crack one of them open oh I'll tell you something else as well if you're a bit picky you know you like dark beers just tell them We'll give you a mixed case. If you like lighter beers, just, just let them know. Give them the heads up. They'll send you a case of lighter beers. What's more could you ask for? When it comes, your case of beer, you don't just drink them. Oh, no, there's so much more to it than that because you get your 100-page ferment magazine included with a box which tells you about each beer, where it's come from, the history behind it. It's fantastic. Fantastic. So, as a listener of the show, lucky you, you can try your first case absolutely free all you've got to do is pay the £4.95 postage that's eight incredible craft beers a ferment magazine and they even chuck a little snack in there next day delivery it's there it's on your doorstep next day it's a no-brainer and there's no minimum commitment you can just take your free case try the beers see what you think if it's not for you you can pause it cancel it anytime you want it's not for everyone is it but you can try it see what you think 
So all you've got to do is go to www.beer52.com slash kosh and you'll have your craft beers on your doorstep in the morning. Just like that. Sixty-four missed calls, three WhatsApp voice calls, two FaceTimes, and numerous text messages. All before ten thirty-two on Saturday morning. Must have got up on the wrong side of the bed. Eh? <laughs> it's impressive. It's, it's impressive stuff. Impressive stuff. Dedication. Who's this, sorry? Leon. He's not. John's. John's upset him. I think. <laughs> See, I can't even remember saying it. <laughs> I honestly can't, and I, and, it, and I never even when I watched the the next episode back. I still never even noticed it, but obviously he took a took offence, hasn't he? Yeah. And luckily, first up, we we appreciate him coming on, don't we? Yeah, yeah. we'll say that he, he's I come thought... on and and we enjoyed the episode. Good, nice lad. Um, obviously, some of his uh, views aren't to everybody's taste. I know. Mixed reactions, I think. Yeah, he's got to expect that. He surely gets that every day on Twitter. But I think I listened to it and it was, you're obviously joking, you know. Yeah. And you were shit scared of him. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, that, so mate, no matter how tall they are, mate, if they've got that crappy black belt. <laughs> you don't want yeah, to run that. you down. I don't know. Mr. Miyagi, look at him. Yeah, exactly. Mr. Miyagi is 79 years old, but it's still fucking all himself in a barber all time. down to Chinatown. Yeah. So yeah, eventful Saturday morning. I was coach. I was coaching as well. I coached on a Saturday half eight to half twelve. How was the conversation? Well, I'm halfway through a story. Oh, sorry. I'll tell you in a minute. And I've got build up. I get the phone calls through on my watch. So for two hours, I just had Leon Knight plastered across my watch, vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I couldn't even. You think about putting it around your knob? <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, there was stuff said on Twitter. I couldn't even defend myself. No. Um, so yeah it's all sorted now is it yeah it was it was a, a, oh, the conversation on the way back frosty you could say that yeah I'm telling you I'm just so to be honest I just blame you John I just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so glad that I, 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 I didn't arrange I didn't arrange the podcast yeah. for you I mean we got quite lucky didn't we because mm. if uh, I'd have obviously been getting it wouldn't I yeah so took one for the team bless you ain't you I'm pleased you took, you know, while I was working Saturday morning, I'm pleased you two held the front line for us. I think Stop I did. I, for I, us I, I was out, me. I, I think I did. Phone at home. Yeah. I think I said, I think, I think I said something along the lines of, uh, I'm sure he'll get back to you if he's got time. <sighs> obviously, you just didn't have time that Saturday morning, did you? No. But yeah. anyway, what we got, Tommy. So. There's whispers in the air of a live show, maybe more than one. Yeah. Yes. On the horizon. We've worded up uh, Brett Ormrod for a Blackpool. Blackpool live. So we're, we're hopefully, end of July, we're going to try and get that booked in. He'll have a bit of crack about the Oystons, won't he? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Try and get another one back at Barnsley, yeah? Get Chez on for it. Somebody mentioned getting one in Stoke, but for Gaz Roberts and Tom Pope. Oh, a double team? Yeah, tag team. Yeah. Could be interesting. So, well, uh, what else is happening? Oh, Jesus. You know what? Them two together. I know, yeah. Jesus Christ. Do you know the, one of the best bits about Gaz's to taking part that counts? Yeah. He gets beat up every weekend, but it's taking part <laughs> that counts. <laughs> Fucking fuck, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. 
So on to Tommy, Tommy Miller. Looking forward to his Decanio crack. We'll see what he's uh, seen. Got to we get him in. Come on, Tommy. Come on, Tom. All right, Tom. Lads, how are you doing? Good, thank you for coming on. No, it's a pleasure. I'm pleased I got on. You must be running out of people, are you? <laughs> He's been asking for months. Every, every time I see him, any chance I can come on that fucking show of yours or what? <laughs> Jesus, guy, what are you doing here? Just to see Brownie. I haven't seen him for a while, so I just wanted to be crap with Brownie. You start, how, how come you started youth in Ipswich? Where did that come about? I think at the time there was a, quite a lot of lads going down from the northeast. Yeah. Um, Scout obviously coming to watch us from his Sunday team. Um, Went down, went to a few clubs on trial, got a feel for Ipswich um, and ended up signing there as a, as a schoolboy. Um, so I used to get the train down on a Saturday, uh, play a game on a Sunday and then come home and ready for school on the Monday. Fucking hell, that's some weekend, that's isn't it? It? Fucking, it? was a good trek on the train, like. I can imagine. Four and a half hours, change at Peterborough. How old were you at this point? 14 year old. So there was a few of us gone down, I think there was three of us. Um, so I didn't even know was. you were at Ipswich. Yeah. Did you start an article? No, hip switch. Like no. research. Well, there you go. I'm going to be honest with you, neither did I. I don't think <laughs> There's it, a I, surprise. Eh? There's a surprise. <laughs> research is not my thing, you know. You know anyway, yeah. thanks for coming on, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> um, just before 16, got released. Um, too small. Got released and then went to Hartlepool and did me sort of white yes there and... Three years professional and then ended up back at Ipswich, which I bet you couldn't believe it when you got that call. Mental. Playing at because how long were you out of the pool? Like four or five years? To be two year white, yes, and then I was sort of three year professional. Yeah. So did quite well, scored a few goals, got noticed, and then they came call in from and the Premier League. Yeah, big big step, massive step. But the same fellow who sort of released us under sixteen, he he was there. He was kit man now. So I've walked oh, in. He's gone oh, there and you've got it. Tell you what. <laughs> I bet you used to batter him, oh, yeah. Hey, dickhead, get me my fucking <laughs> sluggies. <laughs> you released me at fucking 16. Get me my sluggies, dickhead. <laughs> I've walked in one of the first days and I've clocked him straight away and he's sort of come over and he's gone, hey, you, you'd be a good player. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, cheers, Ken. And then I, I'd pulled up in a, I don't know, I think I've got a BMW, I think, uh, three series, and he used to go, Hey, I got you that car. It, <laughs> it, it was like a laughing joke. So every time I got something or whatever, it was sort of more or less down to him. Like, yeah, he was on like a, a right twat. But no, he's a, he was a good fella. Well, all right. Yeah, he's a good fella. So who's there then? Burley brings you in. George, George Burley, Burley, yeah. And who's in the who's in that dressing room? Oh, some some good big characters like Tony Mowbray was sort of just finishing. Um, Jim McGilton, Herman Horiderson, who you just. Didn't want to be near him on a night out. Fucking hell, mate. Yeah, it literally pulled my fucking tit off. <laughs> um, Honestly, mate. Don't surprise yeah, me. Yeah. Getting, you probably thought you were getting a lap dance. Honestly, mate, I got that, <laughs> I got that fucking naughty sailor outfit on. <laughs> right? I remember. And I can remember, he just came up behind us and he just fucking grabbed me pet. It's a tit. It's, <laughs> it's a tit, nah. At the time, or a pet. And he grabbed it, mate. I thought he'd ripped the fucking thing off. Yeah. Just, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and I realised... He was doing something ridiculous. So no. I think we might have been picked somebody up at one point. Just yeah, like... He did. Fucking... Bench oh, pressing. Yeah. Bench pressing. Just aye. a machine. I mean, you'd be on a night out and all of a sudden he'd just whack you in the ribs. Full force. And you're like, 
I don't know what's that for. And he, <laughs> but he thought he was play, like play fighting, and he's just bang. You're like, right, yeah, just get him away from me. Yeah, just <laughs> get him out uh, of the way. So yeah, he was a big character. Matty Holland was in there. No, I was sensible lad, you know, busy, very yeah. sensible, busy, yeah. Uh, good captain. Mark Venus, who was a Blackburn system manager yeah. now with Mogger. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a good dressing room. Good dressing room. Good, so good you, you wouldn't have played much then? Didn't then play much. I made it. What a twat. I didn't. So, there were all these players there, Tommy. You obviously didn't play much, did you? Well, that year I did get an FA Premier League reserve medal, John. So, um, which is nothing to shout home about. Like, that was but, good uh, back then. <laughs> I remember playing so against you, Arsenal. Reggie's used, used to be proper football yeah. back then. I remember playing against Arsenal, and I think the midfield was Colo Touré, Van Bronckhurst, Robert Perez, and Freddie Lumberg. That was the reserve team at the time. I think they were coming back from injury. Um, but, well, I mean, proper football it used to be, didn't it? Yeah, so I played, I think, 13, 14 games for them, and then back end of the season, Premier League, we were, we were struggling. I think he sort of... I'll throw you in, see what you've got. Um, did all right, but we we went down. You know, it was um, disappointing. I made my debut in Europe, actually. Uh, Spartak Moscow away, came on the sub. Because did you get into Europe even though you've been... Was it like the third player? Um, well, even though it's got relegated... Still yeah, not in Europe yeah for you're the right. Player. Actually, right. There it is. Yeah. My memory's terrible. You're right. No, I, I'm thinking. You're right. Um, so you've been relegated from Premier League, but then you were in Europe because we were of in the championship. you've not given many fouls away. Something like that, yeah. Crazy, isn't it? But just going back before that, Finidi George. I was going to ask about Finidi. Well, yeah. I always used to get him on chat, man. He was a little free, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finidi Best free George. Yeah. Finidi George, Nigerian. Yeah. Well, he came to us and he, he was supposed to be 32. Oh, one of the old Nigerian. Well, uh, that's what they reckon. And I mean, in a crayon. Oh, his, it, his birth certificate. It was unbelievable. And we had like Ivan Campo as well. He came. Yeah. I mean, what an absolute legend. But Fanidi, going back to Fanidi, so he's supposed to be thirty-two. So he trained and he's thinking, yeah, he's got quality, you know, on the ball and that. But he, he just blew up. And then when he came to the game for the first ten minutes, he was unplayable. Unplayable. He couldn't get near him. Couldn't touch him. He's running past players. He's putting crosses in the box. He's scoring goals twenty-five yards. After 10 minutes, he's like that. <laughs> Hands on his hips, paggered. If, if you could put a number on it, uh, how old do you reckon he was? Oh, he's got to be near 40. Surely. I'm, but I'm, he ended up I'm going 23, to by the way. You might have seen me play. I'm, I'm 23, you know me, Tom. <laughs> he ended it's up seven, going to seven minutes. University, the fitness coach was baffled. He was like, why oh, is he tired and all this fatigue and all this stuff? He ended up going to Colchester for all these tests, doing all this running tests, all this stuff on his heart and all this stuff. And... I think they found out that he was obviously older than what. Oh, the wrong side of 40. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Near a 40. Or... What did they do with him? Just... Well, he, to be fair, he didn't play much, so I thought he didn't last long. Two missed out on playoffs twice. Yeah, two years on the bounce. West, West Ham both times. West Ham both times. The second year, we were cruising up until about January, top of the league all season, going really well. Sunderland were just behind us. We had a little break in January. Uh, we played. QPR on the Saturday and we were going to Tenerife flying out after yeah. uh, we're 2-0 down against QPR at half time Joe's come in raging trips off lads trip is off we don't get a result here tell you now you can shove Tenerife the sun don't shine <laughs> simple second half we win 4-2 well you can imagine <laughs> get that ball over you here you can imagine <laughs> fuck <laughs> you Joe we're lads going on, <laughs> lads on the bench you got the caps on sunglasses but 85 minutes they are like that well done lads but, uh, so we had a night out in Luton that night 
And then we flew out uh, from Luton on the Sunday morning, lands in Tenerife. Joe's gone, right, lads, all I'm going to say to you is, it's Sunday dinner time, so I don't want to see you till Tuesday afternoon. Do what you want. Get yourself out. Have a really good time. If anyone's back in before 3, 4 in the morning, something the matter with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had the best time, I can tell you. It was ridiculous. We're in some bar. I can't remember the name of it. And it's just a free-for-all. We're, sort of, we're behind the bar. We're helping ourselves. The manager's <laughs> going, dude, God, no, these are fine. I'm on the microphone. I'm going... There's holiday makers all over. I'm going, who's top of the league? Anyone tell us who's top of the league? <laughs> <laughs> and they must be looking at me thinking, what the fuck is that? Can't show this can't be what is happening? <laughs> but uh, no, good times. And then we come back and we uh, we blew the league. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worth it? <laughs> them, what, them three days worth it? No, no, well, <laughs> not straight away, but uh, eventually we... Uh, we missed Big Coochie, actually, he uh, got injured and missed a couple Big of Chef games. Kid. Yeah. He's he, another one that's got to be older than what you think. Well, possibly. Uh, but what a handful on his yeah, day. Yeah, good one. Just, I mean, he touching everything. He moves as well, did he? Yeah, did he? Moves. Moves. Dance moves. No, football. <laughs> I don't, I've never seen him he dance. Big yeah. dive, didn't he? You don't know all that, do you? That looked painful, didn't it? He oh, Blackburn. It's one of, one of the best put dads I've ever heard in football. Uh, not Probably not as good as Sir Alf Ramsey's with with thingy but Craig Bellamy were having a bit of a ding dong with Jay Bullfroyd <laughs> Bellas' uh, put down was Jay at Blackburn you got replaced by Shefki Kruchi <laughs> that sums your career up there. <laughs> <laughs> and Shefki were decent weren't they it weren't what they were but they were decent you got replaced at Blackburn by Shefki Kruchi you always remember that that's what he said to him in the dressing room when you blew the league did you say playoffs then? yeah I got beat off West Ham for the second year on the bounce but then there was a few rumours about a few clubs wanting me and Sunderland was one of them, obviously from round here, back, uh, home, yeah. back home. I Leeds and it, Celtic as well? Leeds and Celtic. Celtic Sp- must have been... Celtic was, yeah, up there, although I didn't speak to them, uh, yeah. sort of go to speak to them. Celtic's Celtic massive, isn't it, let's yeah. be honest. Leeds is massive uh, and I did speak to Leeds, but, but Sunderland was too good to turn now. You know, yeah. It was my hometown club. Um, they had to go for it. They're just getting promoted to the Premier League. Um, and I thought, let's let's have a go at it. Let's see what it's all about. What would you have done if Celtic or Rangers here were in fear or a championship team in the mix to get promotion? What would I do? Yeah, yeah. Both of you. Whichever one was closest to Barnsley. <laughs> <laughs> whichever, whichever, one, whichever one I could travel to it there and get back home. I don't bother about whether that's Celtic or Rangers. What they got for me? That what they got for me? I can't get home. You're playing in front of 40,000 people club. every week. And no, no, not bothered. I mean, I mean, every now and again, you've got to go to Stranraer. Yeah, you've got to go to Allaworth on Tuesday night. Oh, fucking Queen of the South or something. No, we're not bothered. If they're coming for you now, Celtic. Would you go? No. <laughs> <laughs> Still too far, man. Pardon? You moved to Cardiff. I know, yeah, but only, only because I really had to. <laughs> Why? Because I, I, it was... John, I know what you like. If you don't want to do something, you don't do it. I know, but it was too good a deal not to. to, to my, my thought process, right, when, when I went to Cardiff, Cardiff was second in the league, right? This is January. Second in the league. So I went down there, I signed the best contract I've ever signed. A, a, apart from Stoke going up, but the best actual contract they ever signed. 
So I'm thinking, I'll go down there, I've signed two and a half years, right? Get promoted, double bubble, your wages increase, you get your bonus for going up. I'm not going to play in the Premier League at Cardiff. I won't play in Premier League for anybody. So they'll let me out on loan to a Doncaster or a Barnsley or an Huddersfield, somewhere close to home. <laughs> but I'm obviously on double the wages that I got offered originally. Good thought process, that's true. I swear what to God, you. that is me exactly. And I'm sure you, you would have thought same and you would have thought same. So that's the reason. I could have signed for Sheffield Wednesday. Or Cardiff. You know, fancy buying a house in Cardiff and setting up there and... Too far no. from home, <laughs> I don't like that foreign food that they ate. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my thought process we're going to Cardiff. So hometown club ruled the roost? It did. I met uh, Mick in Portugal, actually. I was on my summer holiday. I uh, got a phone call, uh, Mick's in Portugal at the same time. By chance? By coincidence, yeah. I'm just in the pool bar. Oh, Come yeah. down, Tommy. <laughs> you, was he a speedo man, Mick? Or a switch shirt. I don't like to see it. I think Irish shorts on Island shorts or Barnes shorts. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> Gang Crocs. <laughs> Better Nike socks. White Nike socks on. It was. Um, Pulled up. <laughs> yeah, I met him in a hotel in um, Villamora. He, he's got a place in Alvor, which is a bit further down. Um, so I went and had a little chat with him. Obviously, he didn't have to tell us about the club, I sort of knew. Well, that's what it means. And Informal it, chat, or just to Informal get to chat, the, yeah, get to know him a little bit, yeah, yeah, and what his plans were and how he saw it, and obviously they'd just been promoted the Premier League and what was what. Um, like I said earlier, didn't have to sell the club list because I knew how big the club is. Yeah. Um, and it, it was more or less agreed then uh, in Portugal. Um, come back, got everything sorted, and that was it. Straight back to the old town, get a, get a, get a bottle. Yeah. It's done, it's done. Yeah. Get a bottle in. But I, make that one a double, please, yeah. waiter. <laughs> can get one for yourself. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> I was on that mic again from Tenerife. <laughs> I had it in my pocket. <laughs> Who wants a drink? I sun it out in the league. I'm signed. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was... Um, so, yeah, I came back and, and signed. I thought about how it went that season, but first and foremost, I was buying a house on, on here, obviously, where we are today. Uh, not in the pub, but houses round about. <laughs> and um, it, wasn't, it was just a new building. It wasn't, wasn't going to be ready for about four months. So there's apartments just up the, up the road there, um, the only apartments on the estate. So I've arranged for a view and to go and see one. One was empty. I thought, perfect, this will do us for four months until house is ready. Like. So I've drove in through these gates... Gates is open. I've, I've pulled my car around and I've parked loads of spaces, parked in between two spaces. Thinking, oh, I'll be all right. I didn't bother reversing and parking straight and stuff like that. So I met the woman. She's shown us around this apartment. I'm thinking, perfect, this, you know, ideal. Get my gear in, uh, get settled, ready for when I get my house like. All I hear is a big bang on the door. The woman's looked at me and I'm sort of looking at her. I'm thinking, I didn't think there was any riffraff around here. Like, what's happening here? <laughs> Hey, the money I'm paying for this here, rent. What's going on? Just a big bang on that. She's going to have to go out the door. She's opened the door. He's Mick McCarthy standing there. In his crop. Sm- in his crop. <laughs> Iron shorts on. <laughs> Picture of Roy Keane on his t shirt. No beans, Mick. And I was like, what is going on here? Anyway. She's looked, I've looked, and I was sort of down the corridor. 
And he went, Do you mind moving, you fucking cat? <laughs> I went, oh, I'm sorry, Gaffer. Like, I didn't realise like, I was in your space. Like, he went, Well, you are. Now move, you fucking cat. <laughs> I thought he was going to kill us. Honestly. <laughs> he, bantering. he was raging. Well, let me tell you now, he, at the time, he was not joking. Whether he's had a bad day and signed someone or... Obviously, signed me, so he, he must have been. Yeah, the so must have been yeah, someone else. Yeah, the shock of a day. He must have, uh, I think he's trying to get rid of us already. You're after Tommy Doherty. If I ever go to him, he might cancel his contract. I think that's what he's probably thinking now. But, um, so yeah, I'm thinking, Jesus. But Christ. there's all these other car park spaces. All these other spaces he could have parked in, and I've managed to park in between two, which was his and his missus's. So he was raging. So I'm thinking, Great, this, isn't it? And he, his door was here. My door was there. So he lived on the same landing, like the same floor. <laughs> so the next day of training, gets in the train, I'm thinking, I need to keep away from him. He's like, Jesus, what's he going to say to us? So he's giving it a bit of banter to the lads and that. He's going, hey, I got Tommy yesterday. I got Tommy yesterday. I'm thinking, got me. He'd have ripped my head off if he'd have gotten through that. Door. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you. If he was joking, well, uh, you know what I mean? The letting uh, agent, I'll leave him back. Oh. Leave him alone. <laughs> leave him alone. Leave him alone. He's just looking around. So are you married and, and kids? And yeah, stuff? married and kids, yeah. So you're, you're not, I imagine if you were. I wasn't out every night. Having, yeah. Having yeah. Across I wouldn't have got it then. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have moved in there. <laughs> no, it's still not great. It's still not yeah, great. Like, especially if like, the Chinese keep knocking at wrong doors. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> well, there's only one pub on here, so obviously he used to come in here quite a lot, and, and we did as players. There was a few of us on here at the time: me, Kelvin, Davis, the Keeper, and Alan Stubbs. He had a he had a spell here he as liked well. To drink, didn't he? Yeah. So Mark, who's who's got the pub, like good friends with him. So we'd be sat in the bar next door and uh, Mark would be sort of behind the bar floating about and stuff or some of the bar staff or whatever and used to go, mixed cars just pulled up outside. So we'd be like, cheers. And we were off out Straight the fire exit. Back. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, <laughs> square the bill up later. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's Friday, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Friday, yeah. But um, I'm sure he'd have bought us a pint, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's a reasonable fella, you know. What you see is what you get with Mick. Um, but... We just thought, do it right, you know what I mean? Don't want to be drinking all the time. So where did you go from, from here, then? You just get find another, <laughs> tap into another booze or somewhere? The golf club down, <laughs> down the road. Down the road. So how about Sunderland dressing room when you... <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of new faces. Obviously, the season before, they were on a high. Got promoted, won the league. Um, he got rid of a few. Uh, kept a few of the stronger characters, Gary Breen. Um, it was... It was tough, it, you know, I'm not going to lie, that, that year in the Premier League was tough. Like, if, if Mick had been given a bit of cash, I think yeah. he'd have they'd done well. And I think they'd have stayed in the Premier League and built from there. for long, yeah. One of them clubs can be the best club you've ever oh, yeah. the worst. That's yeah. a, Billy Jones signed there from, from West Brom, mm-hmm. and I said exactly the same thing. And for him, it was probably the worst. Mm. You know, if the, if the team's doing well... Oh, it's, it's the best place ever. Best ever. But I know, it's easy to say that. Yeah, they did, yeah. Uh, being a local lad, I mean, they got on everyone's back, but I think I felt it a bit more because I lived around the area and I'm from the area and I've got friends who support Sullen and friends of friends and, oh, what's your mate doing? Is he forget, yeah. That's, that's, the thing, isn't it? that's yeah. what it was. And listen, it, you, you've got to be mentally strong. Yeah. Did you ever get an ear near? An ear um, like... Yeah, away from I think I kept out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, when we beat Middlesbrough, I came in here, John. 
Oh, because I scored that day. So. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Buy me a pint, lads. Have, have you got a mic? Have you got a mic? Buy me a pint, lads. <laughs> Mick, what do you want to drink? <laughs> Mick's car's coming. Oh, I'm way to the door. Hey, Come on, you tell me. You tell Mick I'll fucking get him one. So then Roy Keane comes in. Bit of a change? Yeah. A big change. We played Plymouth, one of the first games of the season. Um, and I got crocked after about 50 minutes, 55 minutes. Some lads caught us on my ankle. That would go off. Um, and then Roy Keane comes in the following week. So I was on the treatment team. And I think, I think the first couple of days, he's, he's sort of getting a feel for it. And then he brings in Dwight York, um, Liam Miller, Royce, sort of getting, getting lads in who he knows, you know, players who will improve the team, and which they did. Um, and I got back about three weeks later and sort of didn't really materialise, didn't get in the team or anything like that. The team was doing well, or certainly doing all right. Um, and now sort of floated about being sub. Um, Did he ever speak to you? Did he pull you in? And... Not particularly, no. No, not, not for the sort of first few months. And I, I should have probably went and seen him. I think that's what he wanted. He liked, he liked... If you sort of didn't go and see him or he didn't, if you didn't confront him... He didn't. I don't think he, he casted you aside. He liked confrontation. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought you were at, happy with where you were at. Like, if, well, if I'm not playing, I'm not playing. Well, yet. it was one of them where I just had twins as well. So, if he wanted us to go, I probably wouldn't have budged. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? At the time, I just had twins. It had to be around the family. Um, so, and that's probably another reason why I probably didn't go to see. Oh, why am I not playing? Why am I not getting a chance? And. If I'd have battered the door down... You've been young and full of spunk when you've yeah, been banging on Yeah, yeah, definitely. Wait, wait, I just said twins, mate. Exactly. He got no... He <laughs> got no... He got, got, got no spunk. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but, um, so, like I said, playing in the reserves and doing all right, scoring a few, but it, it, it wasn't to be, you know, and it, it got to about November, Christmas time, and I was thinking... I need to get away. Like, there's a few clubs Time's coming in for us on loan. Um, Ipswich come in for us, obviously, where I'd just been four years. Can I like a boomerang back there, though? Impressive. Were there rumours that you went to Romania? Or was that afterwards? There was rumours, and there was in the paper that, again, yeah. I don't know where that come from. I don't know whether the agent was trying to get us out there. And Hadji was the manager of the team. I don't know if it was Staya Bucharest, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, it was. was Georgie Hadji. <laughs> Ro- Romania, the first Romania. thing. Romania. the manager is. Well, I'm a fussy eater at the start with something. <laughs> no chance. But, um, yeah, I've seen that rumour. So you never, just, you never, no, you never it, went over? It wasn't entertaining as there. Um, <laughs> I was explaining to the wife that. I've got twins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it depends on Romania. If twins won't settle on a night, I'd have gone Romania. <laughs> just for a couple of months. <laughs> so I ended up, well, Preston came in as well. I'm going to Preston. Uh, I decided to go to Preston. And Roy Keane's in my ear. You fucking need to go to Ipswich. Your fucking mate's been on the phone. You need to go to fucking Ipswich. Now, whether that's Irish, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying my best. Job. Right, Roy Keane. Roy Keane or Roy Singh. <laughs> so he sort of screaming at me. Go to Ipswich, go to Ipswich. Him and Jim and Jilton must have known each other, eh? Well, they had a big fallout on the phone. Massive About fallout. About you not going there? Yeah, big fallout. <laughs> there must be something going on there. And obviously, Roy's Republic. Jim's Northern Ireland, so they're shouting and screaming apparently at each other. Jim's told us the story. Why though? Because 
he always rang Jim and going, you told me he was going to go to Ripswich and blah, blah, blah. I want him to go. Because Preston were doing well in the league and they were above Sunderland in the same division. Now, I don't know why he thought I would go there and make such a difference. Do you know what I mean? But he didn't want me to go to a team that was doing better. Yeah. Or oh, certainly at the time. Does it reflect that on him? Possibly. I don't know. Possibly. He's yeah, a young well, manager starting out. Um, possibly. I don't know. Like I said, <coughs> I don't think I'd have made much of a difference anyway. But I decided to go to Preston. Just on loan, yeah. just on loan, um, and they got to the top of the league. You know, we got to the top of the league. So, and then we played Sunderland, which was in one of my games. And that week leading up, Paul Simpson saying to me, "He's going there. I haven't heard nothing from Sunderland there. I think you're all right, right to play Saturday." And I'm like, "All right, that's that's fine." Like, um, and I'll, I'll double check though. And he double checked. I think he ran up, and Roy was like, "Roy Keane was no, he can play. He can play. No problem. Let him play." So I thought, all right. So it was very surreal. Well, you know, that must have been a strange oh, thing. Oh, ridiculous. Thinking. Ridiculous. Uh, so got to Sunderland on the Saturday, playing them Saturday. And we beat them 1-0. But it away as well? At Sunderland as well, oh, yeah. Oh, fuck me. So I'm I don't then, think I've ever known that before. It was, it was you, crazy. It shows they're all boxed off, isn't it? Yeah, like, you can't play yeah, against right, the pairing you, club you, and you all that club, stuff. Right, yeah, so he's... Yeah. Before he signed his mouth, he's not going to play in that game. No. Yeah. But it didn't surprise me. Understandably. It didn't surprise you with Roy Keane. Does he? he does what he wants. And it was one of them. And at the end of the game, some of the lads have come out into the sort of uh, players' bar after and they go, hey, all he said was at the end of the game, he said, fucking hell, he said, we're getting beat off them. He said, and you're the best player. Tommy Miller's the best player for them. He's man of the match. He says, fucking, he's one of ours. And it, it was mental. Absolutely mental. Um, so I ended up going back to Sunderland two weeks sort of later, um, and but I, I didn't figure after that he was sort of kept us on the bench, and I don't know whether he just brought us back to well, not to waste me time, but I, he didn't use us. Yeah. Uh, but Sunderland were going well as well. You know what I mean? They were flying. Yeah. So my two years at Sunderland was what well. went back to Sunderland. Sunderland got promoted. Obviously, fantastic season. And the end, Roy did a good job. You know, he got them over the line, got them to the Premier League, which is where they belong. You know, a club of that size. Um, and I ended up going back to Ipswich. You know, Jim was obviously still the manager. Um, and <laughs> I know. Get away, can't, can't get away. Can <laughs> like a cult, so right? Get ready, get ready for a bit, but then you have to put more, some more survivor. <laughs> Comes back. back. Back again. Uh, what so, was it like Yeah. Did you head the ball? Yeah, oh, he's crazy. Crazy. I mean. Yeah, Dave Norris spoke about him, didn't he? Oh, if you. I mean, when I played with him, Jesus Christ. If you did not pass him the ball, he would not speak to you for about a week. <laughs> and this was supposed to be my friend. You know, <laughs> give me the ball. Give me the ball. He's on the edge of his six-yard box. Jim, you've got three around you. Just give me the ball. <laughs> he was just... I mean, what a good footballer, though. Yeah. Very good footballer. Really, really good footballer. And then, as a manager, you know, we did quite well, you know, with what we had. Um, and it, it, it was sad the way it ended with Jim because... Again, going back to if he'd had the money what Marcus Evans gave to Roy Keane after that, Jim would have gotten Ipswich over the line one hundred percent because uh, we had some decent players, and if he'd have gotten money just to add to it, we'd have gotten over the line. Um, so the end of the two years was com- uh, coming close. Jim said to me, March time, he went, uh, "Listen, I don't know what's happening with me." He said, we- "We're about three points off the playoffs." He went, "If we don't get in the playoffs, I'm gone." Jim, I'm, I'm finished, you know, I'll be getting the sack or whatever, so they'll be bringing someone else in. If you can get yourself sorted, get yourself sorted. So Sheffield Wednesday came in, Brian Laws. I met Brian Laws on the M1 somewhere. Him and Russ Wilcox came down. It was about end of March time. 
and got the deal done. Uh, I knew where I was going, and it was just so happens. I think the next week, Jim gets the sack before the season finishes, and he's Roy Keane Bolden. <laughs> well, you can imagine. So the deal's already done. <laughs> deal's done. I'm happy, and when Roy Keane comes in, I'm doing somersaults because <laughs> I'm saying to the lads, "All the best." <laughs> good luck, lads. Good, good luck. luck. All the best. I'm off. <laughs> now, I wish you the best, but off a trot. He's come through the doors. And I'm so, there's a meeting going on, the new manager's come in, and we, we even, it's Roy Keane, you know, a few rumours, it's going to be Roy Keane, going to be Roy Keane. I'm thinking, why is he coming to Ripswich? What is happening here? So, he comes through the doors, the first thing he says is, all right, Tommy, you didn't think you'd see me again, did you? And I thought, fucking hell, no, I didn't. <laughs> so, I knew then, but I, I knew where I was going. Yeah. Uh, and, again, I played a couple of games for him, and then I was on the bench, and, uh, but I knew where I was going. I ended up going to Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, and Thatcher, wow. Going back to Jim briefly because I've just missed this one out. This was a, a beauty. Comes to around Christmas time. The lads is obviously we play Boxing Day, which you, you know about obviously every year. <coughs> Got Millwall at home on Boxing Day, so the lads are saying, "What's happening Christmas Day?" That week leading up, itinerary comes out, training Christmas Day, which is the norm, and it was going to be half eight in the morning. Thatcher that week's got three kids, he lives in Surrey. So he's thinking, what the fuck am I going to do? You know, and he's like Cockney slam. Got three kids, he needs to be there, they open the presents and all that. Fuck it, I'll get a helicopter. There we are. On Christmas, on Christmas Day. <laughs> That's a knife. So we're thinking, all right then, okay, Ben. So, thinking he's just pillocking like yeah, yeah. So we're all at training, Christmas Day, <laughs> 20 past eight, all on the training pitch, ready, everything's set up, cones is all out. Where's Thatcher? Where's Thatcher? We're all sort of, I'm like, not coming, is he? Not coming. All of a sudden, this helicopter oh, it's circles. <laughs> <laughs> circles. It's doing. We're looking up, we're thinking, no, surely not. <laughs> Christmas dear, surely not. Circling and circling. All of a sudden, bosh. Playford Road, Ipswich training ground, it lands. In the middle of the training ground? <laughs> just away from where obviously all the corners and everything were set up. I'll roll with the corner. I'll roll with the corner. Even better. Who's that or I'm saying with him? Middleton, he'll dare as wins. And the Carice. <laughs> Even better, he jumps out this helicopter, fully kitted up, <laughs> training gear on. <laughs> Come on, boys, let's go. <laughs> running around the training. Unbelievable. We were just... Obviously we made it for half eight. It made late. it for half eight. It wasn't late. <laughs> Unbelievable. Who the manager here, Roy Keane? Jim Magilton. Jim, oh. Jim Magilton, going back to it. Yeah, sorry, I, I missed it earlier on. Uh, <laughs> helicopter. Where's it? This must have cost a fortune. Like Christmas Day. Uh, he's a friend of mine. <laughs> so the helicopter takes off, goes away, comes back about an hour later, or then picks him up. Un- unbelievable. <laughs> you went home in the, in, the, in the chopper as well? Oh, I went home in the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. It was, it was mental. Mental. But again, with Thatch, like on a night out, he was the one you sort of had to keep away from him because he gets a few drinks in him and he's like, what's this, what's this? And all of a sudden, he just slide and tackle someone on the dance floor. 
Just wipe the lot <laughs> of them out. Two foot, wipe a lot of them out and we're thinking, Random, just normal. Normal people. <laughs> Not bothered, could have been anyone, all young. <laughs> Men, women. I tell you, he's like, you watch this. And he's like, all of a sudden, he's like, the, the lot out. It was. I mean, yeah, like, just that, like, just, just dancing away and then, fuck, oh, He's. <laughs> He's. <laughs> I was in Magaluf one year and he's ringing me and he's going, Are you in Magaluf? And I went, Yeah. He said, I'm in Palmer. I'm coming to see you. I'm thinking, Oh no. <laughs> no. Please. <laughs> and he'd come over with his uh, brother in law, Luke Young. Remember Luke Young? Yeah. Who lived Chapman, Tottenham, cute behind that. Came up well. I won't say what happened like for one of the days, but uh, carnage. Absolutely. Carnage. When, so the, for, from Ipswich, straight to Sheffield Wednesday. Some good lads there, though, weren't they? Well, some good lads. Franny Jeffers was there. Uh, Mickey Gray. Uh, I mean, when we first signed, went to Malta for pre-season. Well, it was like an absolute stag do. It was a joke. We stayed bank centre in the middle of everything. There was carnivals <laughs> on, festivals on. <laughs> there was all sorts. There was a university nearby. So you can imagine some of the younger lads. Well, and Brian was like... Right, lads, uh, you can have a few drinks, but don't take the piss, you know. Well, the lads are out every fucking night. <laughs> it's the worst thing a manager can say. Oh, yeah, have Nick? a few. Yeah, I'm just either just going to look, none. Yeah. None, or just fucking crack on what you want, because yeah. there's no middle ground, is there? Oh, no it's chance. Got, it's got, there's got to be fines involved. Like. Yeah, there's no yeah. middle ground with, foot, with footballers. Nicky Weaver there as well? Uh, he came the following, following year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was like, oh, them, you have to be on the bus at 10 o'clock in the morning for training. You know, lads were missing the bus and all sorts, you know, they're just getting in at five, six in the morning, it was ridiculous. But uh, that's how it was, that's how it was. So did, he, did the lads in bother if they, if they missed the bus? Yeah, or? they're in bother. Yeah? Yeah, they're in bother, they got fined. Uh, not that it seemed to matter, because it kept reoccurring. <laughs> <laughs> so they weren't fined enough, I don't know. Sometimes but... it's worth it, innit? Sometimes <laughs> it's just worth the fine. Depends how good the night is, yeah. <laughs> So how old are you? Uh, probably about 500 quid, I think it was, maybe. 500. Say a lot of lads would pay that. I, 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 yeah. you, need, you need to go bigger than if you're a manager, you need to start throwing weeks' wages around because between naught and 500 quid, people will pay it. Yeah, yeah. Funny, funny Jeffers, if you just well. say, right, just 500 quid. A day, right? I'll upset. I'll, I'll give you three and a half grand job done. <laughs> I'll see you. I'll see you on flight home, lads. No bother. It fucking take it. To, to be fair, Franny, I was room with Franny, and uh, oh, he's fucking shoving his stuff all over. He's fucking scruffy fucker. You know what I mean? And I'm going around cleaning up after him and trying to be tidy. And he's going, "What the hell? He's got OCD, this fucker." And I'm just trying to be a bit tidy. You know what I mean? And to be fair, he was trying to keep off the drink, so he was doing his best. I think he he buckled. I think the last day. Sort of the last night or whatever. Fucking hell, fair uh, play. Because he'd, he'd been injured the year before with Chevy Wentz, who's trying to get himself fit. He was on a bit of a health kick, um, but he buckled the last night, but he, in general, he was all right on that trip. How many, how many nights did you go out? To be fair, was being the new lad, I think I only went out maybe three. Out of the five, seven? Seven, yeah, it was a week. Oh. So it wasn't too bad, yeah, was it? All right. But I like, you at this point as well. I think I was 32, was I? Right. 31, 32. So you've grown, so. you've grown out of it then, you'd like. Nah, not really. <laughs> just a new. Well, no, no. <laughs> just a new lad. I want to try and uh, keep the job right. But... Yeah, because you got relegated, didn't you? Yeah, got relegated. Yeah, uh, which was a disaster, obviously for a club that size. Um, and it was League One the following year, uh, which which Gary Megson came in as well. Uh, he made me captain. Uh, so he came in, made me captain, and I had something in my contract where I played. I think it was twenty-five starts. 
I got another year. Um, and as it was coming towards closer to that time, he sort of pulled me and he went, listen, we kind of give you another year on, on the deal you're on. Um, but don't worry, we'll keep you. We'll, we'll try and renegotiate with your agent and we'll keep you. So as the season was finishing, I was thinking, well, another year here, you know, I'm, I'm quite settled. Even though I was only renting in Sheffield, but loved the, loved the area. Uh, come the end of the season when he's calling everyone in for meetings. So had you played your 25 or not? No, I got to about 23 and then he yeah. started putting me on the bench and he just went, listen, we haven't come to an, uh, any agreement yet with you. So you're agent. thinking at that, that time, when I'm you're on the bench, get week, are, you, Possibly. Are, you, are you going by his word? Yeah. You think that yeah, even which... though he's putting you on the bench as you get into that 25, surely there's an element Well, thinking, I thought so. And I was why speaking, is he doing this? I was speaking to the agent and I was saying, oh, what's happening like? And he was going, oh, don't worry, he says he's going to negotiate, renegotiate another year, don't worry. So I'm thinking, okay, so I just sort of took him for his word, really. Gone in on the uh, after the season finished, so I've gone in on the Monday, half expecting him maybe he's get a year or something like that, and he's gone. Sorry, it's not happening. Uh, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine him saying it like that as well. But, yeah, <laughs> it's totally out of the blue. Well, listen, if he'd have sort of paused earlier and said, "Listen, I don't think you're going to go," then it's fair enough. Do you know what I mean? But because he sort of keeps you hanging on a little bit, mm. uh, and then I didn't have anything lined up. It was a it was a last minute move, sort of where I went to next. So I've sort of said, what do you mean, Gary? Do you want to rip his head off? Hey? Do you want to rip his head off? Well, I'm, not get... that, I'm not that way inclined, really, but... You still want that, man. Yeah, still yeah, still was... So you're what now, 32, 33? Yeah, 32, 33, coming towards the end. And then Lee Clark rang us. He said, how do you fancy coming to Huddersfield? And I thought, yeah, great. And I went there for a year. And it, pleased I did, you know, it was, a, it was a good season. We got promoted at the end at Wembley. Mr. Pellenty. I, I came that season, didn't I? You came that season, Yeah, yeah. You got signed because <laughs> fucking hell, I've, 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 I've got another promotion on my CV. <laughs> you mean? I've got another fucking promotion. That's you had a month. You had a month, didn't you? Two months. Two months, mate. You honestly, come, you come for Alan Lee, or did you come for Jordan Rhodes? One I of think... them got injured, didn't they? And you come. You come as we'll see I, Alan Lee. Uh, it must, <laughs> it must <laughs> have been Big Al. It can't have been Jordan, can it? No, Jordan. Yeah, it must have been Big Al. Big Al got injured, but yeah. this mate, like, I'm an unlucky fucker, me, right? Honestly, I am a very, very unlucky man. Like, you can tell with my looks. Right, <laughs> so went to Huddersfield. They'd not got beat. <laughs> we got the record: fifty-three games. Fifty-three wasn't it? games have not got beat. Yeah, in in a competitive match, was it or a league yeah. match or From something? The season before and then the league and stuff. Yeah, fifty-three league games. games. The record. Yeah. So my first game, Charlton away. <laughs> Charlton. Starting. Yeah, starting. Like I've come from Cardiff. Like up top of the championship to Huddersfield. Yeah. I got dragged at half time that day. I remember that well. Yeah. Charlton Athletic 2, Huddersfield 0. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's his first game. We'll give him another one. Brentford at home on the Saturday. Huddersfield 0, <laughs> Brentford 1. They've <laughs> <laughs> not got beat for 53 games. Got beat my first show. I never fucking played again. <laughs> I never played again. Man, like, luckily for me, it were over Christmas and January, so I were back home. So I weren't yeah. really that arsed, you know what I mean? I could have been in Cardiff, in fucking, in hell in Cardiff, or I'd just feel just winning for crack and that. <laughs> so I was fucking, I was, I was buzzing, mate, honestly. <laughs> fucking 53 games and my first two get beat both. <laughs> As you fucking Donald. How did you get on with Clarkie? Yeah, good. Yeah, very good. What was there as well? Him, Steve Watson. Yeah, played with Steve also. Um, yeah, very good. Clarkie was good, good coach. Good manager, I, I enjoyed playing for him. I tell you what I found with him, obviously I've only been for two months. I think he held a few players back me mm. with fear. 
Because mm. he used to go fucking ballistic. Oh, he went mad, yeah. Went he, mad. He, he flipped his uh, coin a few. And I, got, I think he got to the point where, like, you've got some good young players there at the time. You've got sort of Callum Woods, yeah. uh, Jack Hunt. Yeah, yeah. You know, Danny good, Ward was there as well. Wardy the was there, Ward. yeah. Young lads. And they got. I think they got to the point where they were scared to make a mistake. Mm. Yeah. So I think it fucking stifled so, them a little not, bit. Did he not counteract it with, like, man management as well? He was just in your face. Um, he was alright with me but I was one of the experienced lads so yeah, I think yeah. as, as Party was saying there probably as the younger lads he did sort of have a bit more of a go yeah, Callum Higginbottom as well you remember him I yeah. don't know if he was there when you were there shouldn't be like that I yeah. don't think not really if he's going to no. be like that with a young lad he should be like that with you I, I'd have thought Eddie, yeah exactly I, 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 exactly if he carries on managing further he'll as well have an attack at side at pitch he used to be intense. fucking kicking kicking the yeah. uh, dugouts and all even though the stone kicking the dugouts <laughs> mate he used to be going fucking mad beetroot red <laughs> Can when he fetched that uh, fucking oh, psychologist? What, what nickel? What nickel? Oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. What nickel? This is what nickel? He's got books and everything, this what nickel in. Apparently, he's in DVDs. He's massive. Aye, he's, he's world renowned. What? <laughs> and he comes in with. about what before? Oh, God. <laughs> That's all we have. Balding copper. Mate, he comes in with a fucking like. There's always a. Tramp on the street singing. <laughs> Comes not. in with like a fucking old 70s speaker and then he does his shit to this story. He, he talks about this uh, singer who he helped. Michael Bolton, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a big hit, yeah, Michael Bolton. Yeah, Have you heard of yeah. it? Yeah. He tried to wrote the words, or it was something along the lines, wasn't it? When I'm back on my feet, my feet again. again. <laughs> if it weren't for what, mate, that record had never got released. <laughs> <laughs> The funniest thing was after he'd been in, the lads are playing it in the dressing room before we go yeah. out. I walked in and with I'm like, what is going on here? Walked in with like to obviously go in and we just playing on my phone, like just whistling away. <laughs> what nickel, yeah. Jesus. Fucking eccentric, like oh. eccentric old guy, weren't he? Yeah. Did the majority of the lads buy in on no, obviously not you're having a laugh in the dressing room? It might have been about two or three. I don't think there was yeah. many, was there? I don't think there was many. He didn't bring Steve Black in, did he? Did you ever make Blackie him? as well, he came in, yeah. Fitness he's, coach, he's got yeah. a condition. What's the one where you just fall asleep randomly? Narcolepsy. Is it? Lazy bastard eye, it's called. Negrophilia or something like that. Negrophilia? It's definitely not necrophilia at all. 100% not necrophilia. Necrophilia is when you're fucking shagging corpses, isn't it? Yes. Okay, has he still got a job? Has he still got a job, this Eric Black? Hello? He wants, to, he wants to be on fucking listening, I'm fucking coaching. He'd be, doing, he'd be talking away at the lads and he'd just fall asleep. I've just said it, narco, narcolepsy, is it? Narcolepsy. Necrophilia. Like <laughs> he just falls asleep on a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, Blackie. I'll tell you what he could do. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what he could do. He could go and see him fucking... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
can what nickel him, sort that out. They got on well then too. <laughs> tell you. A big fella, wasn't he? Massive oh, fella, and he was trying to tell you about fitness and stuff. Uh, but he was very good at what he, you know, his profession, wasn't he? He was tight with Johnny Wilkinson, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, the rugby, big rugby man, yeah. <laughs> He's going to score goals without a football. You know, <laughs> what? Did, what? Fucking hell, what? what? <laughs> That's the only way he could do it. <laughs> Unlucky Brownie, you just wipe. <laughs> <wide. laughs> <laughs> imagine the shooting today. Oh, for fuck's sake, man. Can't we do it with a ball? I'm better with a ball. ball. <laughs> I teed myself up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was like fucking like hypnosis. Nobody ever snapped him out of a Blackburn, did they? <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Trying to score a goal without a ball. <laughs> fucking hell, by it. So you got fucking 33 in your career then, did you? <laughs> only, t- only 27 with a ball. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Uh, yeah. Simon Grayson? Yeah, Lee Clark got the sack, and then Simon Grayson came in. Um, so you'd gone up by this time, had you? No, still during the season. This must have been just after you'd left. Um, it, was def- it was about, maybe it was about February time. Mm. January, February, I can't remember exactly, but you obviously weren't there. Yeah. He came in, Simon Grayson, Lee Clark got the sack, <clears> surprisingly, <throat> really. I think we'd lost a few games and we'd slipped out there. <laughs> <laughs> so you got another man the sack? I got him I got him sacking two games, man. <laughs> After John went, uh, lost a few games. I think we were about fourth, which was, you know, he's still in a great position. Mm. He'd get an unbeaten record or whatever, 53 games, he got the bullet, which was very surprisingly. So Grayson came in, and we got lucky, we got lucky in the playoff final. A uh, few chances here and there, um, end of extra time, about five minutes to go, I've, I've nearly scored, the lads cleared it off the line, Doyle, Michael Doyle, so it goes to penalties. So red hot day, I've got, gone into the toilet, come back out, he's rosy standing with the ball, he's gone... Just chucked it in as he went, you're up first, get us off to a good start. <laughs> <laughs> off your box, cheers, mate. I'm not, I'm not even washed my hands. <laughs> Ball slips out my hands, I'm like, who's watching here? So he says, get us off to a good start. All right, then. I mean, I took penalties all my career. Uh, anyway, he's given us the ball, he's gone, you get us off to a good start. So I'm going, right, okay. So I'm walking up to the. To where the Were you at the Uddersfield? Yeah, Uddersfield end. A long walk, very Confident. long walk. Yeah, pretty confident. Yeah, pretty confident. Uh, so I've gone up, done my usual sort of, me run and me style, whatever technique, and I've hit it, and I haven't hit it great, let's be honest. And the keeper's gone the right way, and as soon as I've hit it, I've seen him that side, and he's no. saved it. And yeah, well, devastated. You know, you're devastated, gutted. Fans are like, fucking sighing. Sheffield United fans are cheering. So I've come back towards the halfway line. Peter Clark, who was the captain at the time, he's gone there. Uh, don't worry, someone else will miss. I'll think, okay, cheers, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it did. <laughs> Some other fucking arsehole will miss, don't worry about it. I mean, to be fair at the time, it was the right words, you know what I mean? And it, it was good of him to say that, so we get it all in the huddle. And I don't know if they scored their first, but it ended up, we missed our first three. Me, Alan Lee and Damien Johnson. Oh, Johnson. Well, yeah, you know him, don't you? Yeah, so we missed our first three. And obviously they missed... I don't know if they missed the first two. Well, anyway, they missed it, so it was just, the scores were all level, and then the lads were scoring. And they got to the goalkeepers. So, Simonson was up for them. Steve Simonson, obviously, saved my penalty and saved a few of the other lads. So I'm thinking, if he scores here, 
I'm back up. It goes back round again. Yeah. So I'm thinking, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a wind up? This. Do you go for another piss? <laughs> <laughs> Tommy? <laughs> Tommy! What about disappear here? <laughs> Someone else will go. Um, so Simonson stepped up and he's blazing over the bar. Oh, that was fucking delighted. Yeah. So, so, so Simo had to score. Had to score. To Alex Smith has scored for us. Right. Um, to obviously put us one up front. Simonson steps up and he blazes it over the bar. So relief, obviously, delighted. Um, and more relief that you got promoted, or more relief after taking another pen <laughs> for the both. <ball>, I think <laughs> for the both. Uh, but great day, obviously. That you get promoted. If there's a way to do it, it's it's for the playoffs at Wembley. You know, <coughs> all the fans. And as much as I missed the penalty, it's sort of masked over. Yeah. But I missed it, and we've got beat. Still be thinking about it now. I think, uh, but. Good day, got promoted, and and again another Gary Megson. Really, I've got at the end oh, yeah. <laughs> end of the season, and uh, like I say I'd, I'd played a, a lot for him uh, when he came in, Simon Grayson. But listen, the, the league goes up, and he's maybe he's looked at my age and thought couldn't do it. Damon Johnson was there at the same time yeah. as well; he was a similar age. And maybe he's one of the two, and, and, and he's obviously give John another year. Said to me, "Thanks for everything, but that's it." So it's mad, though, isn't it? Because imagine if he got beat. The chances are you probably would have get, you might have given yeah, another year anyway. Possibly, yeah. I mean, in fairness, I was travelling to Huddersfield every day. I'd moved back home after Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, got the kids in secondary, uh, primary school, sorry. So I was travelling every day. I wasn't staying over. I mean, it's only an hour and a half. It wasn't a big deal. An hour and a half there, an hour and a half back though. Uh, so it's three hours a day. Um, but having said that, I ended up going to Swindon after that. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't travel every day. Like that, that's surely we'll, uncommutable, that oh, fucker. We'll, we'll, we'll go. You wouldn't have experienced Paulo Di Cali. Oh, I mean, it was funny because in the summer after I'd left um, Huddersfield, I didn't know what I was going to do. I thought, do I try and get a club near a home? Hartlepool was sort of sniffing. I was thinking, do I go back to Hartlepool? It's perfect. It's on my doorstep. Uh, team I obviously started off on and got a real good feeling for me, you know what I mean? I uh, had some great memories there starting off as a kid. And then I get a phone call one day and I, I didn't recognise the number and the answer machine sort of kicks in. Uh, so I've listened to it and it's gone, hi Tommy, it's Phil Spencer here, uh, Paolo De Canio's agent, and I'm thinking, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Tim Spencer. Swallows. Tim Swallows. <laughs> away, location, location, location. Is it fucking Frank's brother? Come <laughs> <laughs> winding me up. I thought it's one of you's messing about, Brownie, or whoever, <laughs> prank calls, you know, over the years. So I thought, I'm not me in this back, like, I left it. So I, the next day I'm thinking, sort of questioning myself, thinking, was it really, like, De Canio's agent? So the next day after that, gets another phone call. Hi, Tommy, it's Phil Spencer. I don't know whether you've picked my message up. It's Paolo <laughs> De Canio's agent. Uh, can you give us a ring in SAP, please? <laughs> So I thought, right, I'm going to ring him. <laughs> if, it's a, if it's a while, I'll just take it on the chin. I'll, I'll take it on the chin. I need, I need you've, done job. Us, you've done us, Yeah, yes. exactly, exactly. So I rings him up, I go, hi, Phil, uh, it's Tommy Miller, I got your message. He went, oh, hi, how are you doing? It's uh, just uh, Paolo's been asking the question here. Are you um, available to come down on Saturday morning for a chat? Uh, we'd like to sign you, uh, blah, blah, blah. So I've gone down, gone to the ground. Um, the secretary's sort of in the office. She's gone, oh, Paolo's waiting for you in his room. So... I'm along the corridor, I've gone in this room, and here he is sitting here. Well, listen, we all know what a legend, what a fantastic player he was. Obviously, I'd known from the season before, the couple of seasons he'd been a manager, very intense, very high pressure, he's fell out a lot of players, passionate, all this stuff. So I've gone in, I sat down, he went, all right, Tommy, he said, uh, 
you missed the penalty at Wembley? <laughs> <laughs> I went, yes. Uh, I didn't mean to, you know. You speak in Italian. Right, it's Italian and Irish. I mean, yes, the accents are terrible. The accents are terrible. Uh, he gone. Let me tell you, you won't take the penalties for me. <laughs> so I'm saying, I'm signed yet. <laughs> so he's gone, I won't do any more Italian accent because that's terrible. So he's gone, uh, listen, uh, you have to buy into what I uh, do here at this football club. He said, uh, no days off. Okay, no days off. He says, this English mentality of Wednesdays off during the week, middle of the week, break it up, no chance. Said Wednesday, the most important day. I think I just shook his hand and said, We'd put my expenses up, Paolo. <laughs> I'm off. See the secretary. So I'm just sort of nodding my head and I'm thinking, Is, he, is, is this real life? Is, he, is, he, is it really no days off? Do you think it's just a test? Yeah. So I'm sort of nodding my head, thinking, Okay. So he's talking about how he likes his teams to play and got to be fit, very fit, high energy, all this sort of stuff. He said, go away and have a think about it um, <laughs> and give me an answer in a few days' time. So I've gone home, spoke to the family. I'm thinking, Swindon, miles away. Do you know what I mean? It's, I think I've worked it out. It was 480-mile round trip. It was a good offer. Do you know what I mean? It was a fantastic offer, what he put to us. I'm thinking, I'm going to go for it, mainly because of Tim. Yeah. The, the, the aura, the, the sort of who it is, Paolo Di Canio. And the days off didn't sort of scare me because I thought, shoot, he's bluffing a little bit. So I've signed. <laughs> Went down, signed. And you told your missus that there's no days off. I did. I did. And she, she was like, like yeah, fucking get, yeah, fine. Get, get signed. Got two little ones. Yeah, get signed. Got two little ones. Go on, Tommy. I'll see you, I'll see you in May. <laughs> I'm a champion. So I'll get me yourself in a hotel, the village hotel. So I stayed there for about two months, lived in there. It was perfect. You know, it was ideal. So anyway, we were going to Italy for two weeks pre season. I think we did two weeks before Italy. No days off. Monday all the way through to Sunday, and it was solid. Pre-season was the hardest pre... Listen, I've been to Austria and wherever, where, with Alan Irvine and stuff like that, and that's hard. But this was ridiculous. Went to Italy, two weeks. You taught three, four sessions a day. It was full on. It was like a prison camp. Hotel where we stayed, well, if you can call it that, it was a training complex, pitches out the front. It was ideal for what we needed. Um, four times a day, you're up at six, seven o'clock in the morning, you're doing yoga, you're doing weights, and then you go into a bit of running. Now, the running was ridiculous. There was a track there. Toughest you've done? Toughest I've ever done. <laughs> it was ridiculous. He would make up random things. I mean, you had the fitness coach who would... Listen, they all just did what he told them. You know, he, he was the boss. They, they just bowed to him and, and did all the stuff. The assistant manager and the fitness coach had an English physio. All Italian? English physio was the only... You know what I mean? He was the only one. Goalkeeper coach who was Italy. Italian. So... It was like, you would do like 1,500 metres, but you would do like 22 of them. It was like all random numbers. And so you, you, you pegged after like, I don't know. 22, 1,500 metres? It was ridiculous numbers, 22 of them or something like that. And then you'd go down to maybe 1,200 metres and you'd do like 14 of them. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what's going on here? Well, the, getting in, well, the fitness coach getting, what the fuck we're doing here? Fitness coach just going along with them, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to be fit, you have to be fit. And it was like, it, it was ridiculous, ridiculous training. And People then get, the, lads getting injured or? Surprisingly not, no. I think everyone was scared to get injured. Yeah, did, <laughs> I was going to say, did nobody say, fuck me, this is... A just, few would sort of fly There was a couple of experienced lads, me, Jim McKevely, you know, Gary Roberts <laughs> was there, yeah. Robbo, uh, Alan Navarro. We were all shaking our heads in disbelief, but we were just thinking pre-season, get your heads down. And I'll be perfectly honest with you, it was the fittest I'd ever been. Do you know, coming back from that trip, it was, and, and 
this was constant for two weeks. Do you know what I mean? You were doing it every day, three, four sessions. Uh, we had a couple of friendly games against um, some Italian amateur team who weren't great. But then food time, the, the fitness coach would sort of walk around the table. You couldn't have butter, you couldn't have sauce. But then you could have this like rice cake at the end of your meal, which was full of butter. So it was mental. You know, like, it was just, it was ridiculous. <laughs> so you weren't allowed any butter on your, uh, your bread roll? and they were like, oh, no milk on your coffee or your tea or anything like that in the morning. So lads, but the lads are just getting on there because he, he flipped if you question it, you know what I mean? You have to do it my way or it's fucking, do you know what I mean? So he classed the day off travelling home. So we flew back to Gatwick. <laughs> <laughs> we flew back to Gatwick. <laughs> this is your day off, lads. But prior to that, sorry, the last night... He said, he's going to have a night out. So we're thinking, hey, is this a test here or what? He said, we're going to go to my mate's um, house, which was up in the mountains somewhere, in the middle of nowhere. So it's a night out at a house? Well, and then the night out was after. So right. we're going to go there first. There's a oh. barbecue on. My mate's going to put it all up so that these Italian blokes, I mean, big, big fellas, you know what I mean? <laughs> Tell he's his henchman or whatever. Mm. Proper big blokes. So they're going around the table, they're giving all the drinks out as well, all these shots, like 40% and all that, and the lads are down on them. Paolo's sort of sitting in the background watching it all happen. And then he said, right, on the bus now, we're going to some nightclub in Italy. So we've gone to this nightclub, it was unbelievable. Good. Really, really good. And Di Canio wasn't there, so we, his mates have took us on the bus, we've gone to this nightclub, so we're all having the time of our life, you know, fantastic. Chock-a-block rammed. So all of a sudden, the lights come on. It must have been half two, three in the morning. So I think, what's going on here? Someone said it was, it was open till five or something like that, you know what I mean? He's the canio walking down the steps, because it was underground, like underground, bottom floor. He's the canio walking down the steps, shades on. <laughs> Bearing in mind, half two. <laughs> shades on, indoors. With two blokes either side of him. He's walking down the stairs, I mean... Has he got a track? Has he got a track, music track coming in? No, 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 no. music off. You know, music off, lights on, just coming down. So everyone's sort of staring, what's going on here? Just coming down the stairs with these two sort of henchmen, <laughs> like men by his side. Sounds like Michael Bonnemore at Strike It Rich, oh, do you, oh, when he comes oh, downstairs? And I mean, the Italian people that were in there, obviously, they're in shock or whatever, you know what I mean? They're all going over, wanting photos, I mean. But he looked at him, he just looked ultra cool. Do you know what yeah. Everything he wore, he could just carry anything off me. He was... I know the feeling, Tom. One, one cool. <laughs> one cool fella, mate. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? But... So we were in the next day after we'd travelled home, training. So once, once, once he got yeah, to the bottom well, of the... Yeah, I more about this, Tom. Oh, oh, the night <laughs> comes. Right. As, as he said, Whoa. get the lights on, I want to yeah, walk down these steps. <laughs> Can everybody look at me? Don't know. Possibly. Possibly. Then once he's got Possibly. to the bottom... They must have known he was coming, obviously. Once yeah. he's got to the bottom, lights on, music back on, we'll go... I told music back on, a few more hours, <laughs> dancing around and that, and, yeah, enjoying yourself, like. Were he drinking then, or he... I think he was, yeah. Yeah, he was. I'm sure he was having a couple of beers or anything, but nothing stupid, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, it was a good night. And like, so if I was going to do that, if, if I was going to do that, I'd keep, turn the lights off and get a spotlight <laughs> as I'm walking really down the stairs. Thinking in my head, like... <laughs> That's just your arrogant self, isn't it? <laughs> you never track as well, with you? And I'll bump track. and grind. You were doing this one, Dad. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, he's uh, like I say. We travelled all the next day. She so must be hanging out your asses then. He must yeah, be hanging out your yeah, asses travelling. Rough, rough. Gets back there, Gatwick. He went right, lads. Uh, we'll see you in the morning. I'm saying, I'm surely we're going to get a day off here. <laughs> you know, this is this is about 
I was counting it. I was making a little note of this because the missus is ringing us up saying, when are you going to get back? And I'm thinking, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. And at the same time, Mate. I'm thinking, great. This. <laughs> but no, um, so the next day we're in, I think, surely we must be going to get a day off running again. You know, the, the running and everything continue through pre-season. Uh, and I think we got to 76 days and we got a day off. And it was a Sunday. 76, 76, 76 days. days I was counting every day I was coming Solid. in I was going day 43 this day 44 groundhog day do you know what I mean it was, it was a grind I'm asking for overtime yeah, so the season's <laughs> obviously started by, by this point pre-season was July. a bit earlier so we were about yeah, yeah I think the season might have started early you might be right I, uh, probably I'm not, I'm not 100% sure but it was definitely about 70, 76 days because I remember clocking it in my head like I was counting them every day and some days on a Wednesday when pre-season was starting we ran the game on a Tuesday night so Wednesday, we were coming in the next day on the morning, still doing a bit of training till about 12 o'clock. So that time, I'm thinking, I need to be aware. So I, I'm travelling back to the northeast, 240 mile or whatever it was, 245 mile. I, hadn't, I, I wouldn't dare ask him for a day off. So I was having a few hours at home with the kids and stuff, and then having to travel back down again on the night. So I was probably seeing the kids and that for a few hours, and then having to go back down again for the next day. So I was doing like five, nearly 500 mile in the space of... For two hours at home? Yeah. I think... Do you know how, what did I mean? you feel, how did you feel at the start of the season? Fitness-wise? Felt great. Felt not fit, not burned out. Felt really fit. No, it's honestly, it's though, the fittest I'd ever been. Uh, no, I felt really lean. Uh, really fit, yeah. Honestly, really fit. And we didn't pick up many injuries, That's which fun. was surprising because of the ridiculous amount of running we were doing. It was ridiculous. That's fucking outrageous. 76 days. I know. Man. thing is, any other manager, any other manager, you'd have probably... Pulled to one side and said, listen, I haven't seen my kids yeah. in flipping two months. You treat everyone the same. If, you treat everyone you, the same. Did and I didn't, want any dis- I didn't want any special, do you know what I mean? Cause I, and I think yeah. he did it the year before. They got promoted the year before, mm. so it, it's worked. I'm, yeah. not, I'm, not, I'm by day, By day 16, I'm in. That's, Paolo, you're going to have to let me leave, mate. Yeah. Tear it up. <laughs> no, you wouldn't get it turned up. <laughs> I'm telling no you. No the settlement. I'm telling you, no. That's what Eddie should have done to you then. Tear he it up. He just had his training seven days mm-hmm. a week. I'd have turned it up. No, no bother. <laughs> Mate, day 16, day 17, I'm in. Pa- look, pa- I'm even powerlowing him off yeah. <laughs> Just to get a reaction, like, Paolo, I need to leave, mate. This not, it's, not, it's not working for me, this. Yeah, what if it, you were flying, if you felt fit and you were... I like, I, I like days off, mate. Even if I'd ever fit, I were. I'd rather yeah. I'd rather be a bit less fit and have more days off. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, seven surprise. Seventy six days. Oh, it was ridiculous. What day are you thinking that I've had enough here? I think it's more the fact that you live two hundred odd miles away. Yeah. If you live local, it's yeah. a ball ache and it's this. But you're getting home to your kids, aren't you? I'm, yeah, but, mate. I'm not believing you were the same. You I'm not believing Barnsley. I'm not believing if I lived at fucking. Next to training ground, mate. Nah. I think, I think what he was wanting as well, I think he was trying to break you, do you know, doing his best. I think he was testing you mentally. Do you know what I mean? I think he was... Well, he'd have fucking won. He'd well, have won. Yeah. <laughs> hey, top, you beat you. Hey, Paolo, top man, day 17. <laughs> I'm out. Rip, rip the fucker up. Day 76. Hey. In the Swindon. <laughs> Paolo, you fucking, you've won, mate. Fucking snapping. Harkin has had enough. Picked up his suitcase and gone home. <laughs> Find me. Snap, snap, snap. Game over. Snap his fucking sunglasses. Game no. over. But I mean, just going back to it, I mean... What I will say is, what a fantastic coach. Wasn't I mean, it? Oh, I loved it. I loved playing for him. 
Honestly, Did I mean, he talk I, with that much passion, you know, like you. Yeah, very passionate, yeah. very passionate. I mean, his attention to detail on the training ground was ridiculous, too much. You know what I mean? It was, but I enjoyed it. I bought into what he was doing. His man management skills, listen, were you all know about the, some of the incidents were poor. Do you know what I mean? And I'm thinking if he goes higher, he's going to get a lot of players who's got bigger egos, who's on bigger money, bigger contracts. He'd have to change. So yeah. it didn't surprise me at Sunderland what happened at all. It didn't surprise me. Um, but at Swindon, lads are obviously not on as much money. Um, yeah, you've got a couple of lads who's played higher. But honestly, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed playing for him and enjoyed the well, training. You fucking warped, Tommy. Hey? You warped. Warped. <laughs> <laughs> you, enjoy, when, um, you enjoyed that, you warped. Yeah, I was. I, we I, was played? I played in that game, yeah. It was mental. So what happened... I think we were three down after about 25 minutes. Five minutes. That's why they were fucking. They were fucking. They were fucking knackered. That's why. That's why they were three 0 down. Blow the gasket. Um, and he he cocked up for a couple of the goals. You know what I mean? But so I'm seeing him. I'm looking at him in the side. He can go on ballistic. He's up and down the touchline. He's screaming. He's shouting at him. He's shouting a big flinty as well. You know, big flinty in Middlesbrough. He's having a bit screen with him. And all of a sudden, the number comes up, number one. We thinking, eh? Surely he can't be. Do you know what I mean? Fucking brings the keeper off, doesn't he? So Fodringham's come off. He's picked up a bottle near where the the sort of halfway line dugout area was, and he sort of just flung it down like towards where the Canio was. And I'm thinking, it's a bad move that man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a bad move. <laughs> First thing you got to hand to all, you're hand to all day. Oh, that. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Uh, so. I think he's, he's obviously raging, boiling. So we've gone in the dressing room at half time. I think we're three down. Um, no sign of Wes Fodringham. He's fetching another keeper on, though, isn't yeah, he? He's not just, just put like, one up lads no, in there. No, no, he, he's brought, brought the sub keeper on. So he did well there, didn't he? Bring the sub keeper on. <laughs> <laughs> Tactical but, uh, genius. <laughs> Tactical genius. So half time, we're all thinking, oh, Jesus Christ, oh, Fodringham's not in here. Like, what, well, Wes is not in here. So we've gone in the dressing room, no sign of him. So I'm thinking, obviously, he's showered, he's sulking, he's on the bus or he's in the stand or whatever, he's out the way, which is the best thing he, he yeah. could do, do you know what I mean? So the Canio's coming in, he's obviously having his rant and scream and shout and all this stuff. And he's gone. And as for your goalkeeper, he said, you're lucky. He said, because if he was in the dressing room now, I'd slit his throat. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you say some bad things at the heat of the moment. <laughs> I said it would have been a classic if it just gone for a shit. Toilet cubicle door open. Obviously, uh, I'm sure he wouldn't have done that, but uh, yeah. So we're all like, oh, wow. It was um, heat at the moment, obviously. So second half comes, we obviously get beat. I think it was three one and finished. Um, but uh, I think they, well, they had clear the air talks on the Monday. They had a bit of a meeting and it all got sort of. So were they all right with after that then? What, what yeah, the, I think what, he played another lad in goal, the younger kid in goal for the next game, and then after that, I think they apologised to each other. I think it all sort of got sorted out, and then we we'd get beat or we'd draw. This is what I'm saying about him. It was very intense, like and very passionate, and crackers, crazy. So he'd be stewing on the battle on the bus away games. Right, lads, he says, you're in at six o'clock in the morning for a video analysis on a Sunday morning. Six, so, John, you'd definitely be long gone by this. Long gone. Long gone. And he'd have you in in this room and he'd tell he's on the wall. Email it. Stuff off the telly and the telly's hanging on for its life. And he's ranting at rain and he's in people's faces. So he's still not calmed down by the Sunday morning? Hasn't calmed down, mate. 
And he, he had clips, little clips of players, and he used to go through every single one from the day before the game, what they did wrong. It was ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, and you're thinking to me, and you still like you can, him. And you, and you, <laughs> I like his training. You, I like his you coaching. enjoyed this, time. I like his coaching. That's what I liked. I didn't obviously like that side. Like I said earlier, his man management left a lot to be desired. Yeah. Sounds like an absolute ball bag to me. <laughs> right, of the highest, highest order. But I speak to lads who, who were there under his time and they'll say they didn't realise how good it was, his training and stuff like that. They didn't appreciate it at the time. You know, the likes of Simon Ferry who played, Matt Ritchie, who was at Newcastle, loved him. And De Canio loved him. You know, you just have to get him, drag him off the training ground. He, he loved it. Do you know what I mean? They've all done well after that. Flinty, as much as he mm. complained, he got the best out of him. And the team was top of the league, mate. So that, that disguises it a little bit because you're doing well, it's working, you're top of the league. Yeah. So, it's true, listen, like. if you're mid table yeah. and you're bottom, you're going to kick up a bit of a fuss. This is not working. Yeah. And he might have changed it. I don't think he would have, but he might have changed it. I'd rather things. be 15th, mate, 15th with a couple of days off a week. <laughs> it, was the, it was the older lads at Sunderland that got rid of him when he went there, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. So, did he, did, so did, he, did he leave Swindon to go to Sunderland? Mm. Yeah, well, he got the sack from Swindon. So, oh. yeah. Prior to this, I'll, I'll just briefly tell you this we had a cup game. This is going back to Paulo. Uh, we had a cup game against Aston Villa on the Tuesday night. Um, I've gone up for this bar after about 15, 20 minutes, and Flinty and Ben Tech here, obviously, you know the size of them two, big giants, both of them, and I'm in the middle of them. So I've got sandwich sort of thing, fucking right on my thigh. I'm thinking, oh, wow. So I'm thinking, dead leg, this is going to fucking knack. I'm hobbling about for the... Gets to half-time, I think, got to keep this moving. Second, I don't want to come off, you know what I mean? Don't want to come off. Second half goes on, I'm hobbling, I'm struggling, but I'm thinking... I, I, I've got to stay on the pitch. We're getting beat 2 0. We get back to 2 2. So the game's heading extra time. Anyway, Ben Tech scores in the 94th minute, game over 3 2. So I've come off the field, you know, I mean, barely walk like. Seeing the physio, I said, Listen, I'm struggling here. I said, I'll not be able to train tomorrow because we were training the next day. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. It's men- mental. So I've gone in the next day, seen the physio, hobbled in, couldn't get out, the- struggled to get out of the car. Gone to the physio, I've gone, Listen. I am struggling today, big style. I said, you're going to have to, I don't know, I sit and see how it is today, but you might have to get us a scan, I don't know. He said, no problem. He says, I'll have a word with the manager and I'll have a word with the fitness coach and I'll get it all sorted. So before training, every session, we used to go down to the training pitch and have a little wander down. So he's me about five minutes later. The lads is all waiting. Paolo was there with uh, the, his, his coaches and stuff. She's having a little debrief about the game, going through it. Yeah, you did well, nearly close, blah, 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 fine margins and all this stuff. And then he's turned to me and he's gone, uh, hey, Tommy, he said, uh, who, who, who decides you, you don't train today? I went, I'm not being funny, Gaffer. I said, I cannot walk, never mind train. He said, no, <laughs> I decide if you train or not. I think, is he fucking winding me up here? <laughs> you, you must have been raging, Tom. Well, I'm like, Gaffer, I cannot walk. I cannot walk. I, there's no way I can train. I'm fucking hobbling. I cannot move my leg, blah, blah, blah. No. So he's saying something to the fitness coach. And then he comes back to me and he went, we were playing Macclesfield on the Saturday in the FA Cup at home. And he went, if we were playing Man United on Saturday, would you be fit? I said, well, I'm perfectly honest with you, it's Wednesday. I said, I can't walk. I said, so the chances are, no, I won't be fit for Saturday. Do you not just like say, fuck you? (laughs) You must have been. (laughs) Fuck you. But that would just make him fucking go off the rails even more, do you know what I mean? So I'm like, you're just trying to bite your tongue. So I'm saying, I can't walk, blah, blah, blah. So, so they, the lads all start training. The fitness coach comes over to me and went, you have to get it moving. You have to get the blood moving, blah, blah, blah. Because I'm just thinking it's just a dead leg because it got quite a bit of a blow on it. 
He wants you moving around the training ground, jogging. So I'm thinking, jogging? I can't fucking walk. So all of a sudden, I sets off and I think to myself, right, fuck him. I'm going to fucking have a go here. So I'm like hobbling and I'm trying to walk and I'm just keep going and I'm going really slow and I'm just, the lads are training sort of in the middle of it and I'm just keep on going around this field. Really slow. Fitness coach, I'm looking at the fitness coach and he's going, keep going, you've got to, keep, you've got to get it moving. It'll loosen up, it'll get better. The physio by this, by this chance is out the way, do you know what I mean? Because he's thinking, I've told them, I've told them, I've told them, they just don't listen. It's their way or, or, or nothing, you know what I mean? So this must have went on for half an hour easy. And I can see the lads who's trained, they're having a bit of a laugh. They go, what's he doing? What's he doing? But in my head, I'm thinking, fuck him, he's questioning whether I'm injured or not here. He's, he's having a little go, so I'm thinking, no, I'm just going to keep going. And if I make it worse, I make it worse. It'll be his fault. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Finish training finishes. Uh, fitness coach goes, right, okay, that's you know. And it loosened off at all? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. It wasn't budging. So I've gone in into the physio. I said, what's going on here at the physio? I said, I've told him, I've told him, I've told him. He said, he's not listening to me. He says, the Italians, they say you should get it moving after an injury like this and blah. I said, well, I'm telling you something now. I am struggling big style. So I'm icing it and all this stuff. The next day comes in, exactly the same. He's gone, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. He says, I'll sort you a scan out. So I think I get to scan on there. It was either the Thursday night or the early Friday morning. So went for a scan um, and I got the results. It was either Friday night or the Saturday morning. We were playing Mattlesville on the Saturday. Bear in mind, I was still you know, struggling. So I've gone in on the Saturday, reports for the game. Physio said... Uh, Got your scan results back. He said, you've got a uh, five centimetre tear in your thigh. I went, oh, great, that. I said, have you told the manager? He went, yeah, he said, uh, he just sort of, like, smiled. I went, all right, great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, the lads are warming up. <laughs> a five centimetre tear. Unbelievable. So, obviously, I've, listen, it probably was a dead leg and it's made it worse by running around and stuff like that. So, I've gone to the dugout to watch the lads tr- um, train and had my son with us. He was, he was up for the weekend. So... I'm watching the lads warm up for the game against Macclesfield and he's Paolo at the side of the pitch and he comes and sits in the dugout next to us and he went, I said, it's bad, isn't it? I went, yeah, it is bad. I said, I told you I was injured. He said, don't you worry. He said, uh, we send you to Italy, Rome. You get the best treatment ever. He said, I, I, I ring my friend, uh, Villa Stewart in Rome. He said, you get the best treatment. I'm thinking, fucking hell, if he hadn't made us run, I might have fucking had a chance of being <laughs> So he said, we sort the flights out, everything, top hotel. So I ended up going to Rome for two weeks. Well, I was supposed to go for one week. I mean, because... So you uh, think he's thinking to himself, I fucked up here? Possibly. He said, the fellow who's got this uh, clinic owes me a favour, a friend of mine. He says, I send you there, get the best treatment. So I goes over there, they are having a look at the scans and they're scanning at themselves and then they're injecting me and stuff like that. I'm thinking, surely I'm in good hands here. Well-renowned uh, clinic. Um, and then it was coming to when I was going home on the Friday... And they've gone, no, you're going to have to stay another week. So I was thinking... Were you enjoying it, like? I, I was enjoying it, because <laughs> I, was, I was getting me treatment, and then I was on the... As I was obviously getting a bit better, I was, I was starting to move around a bit more freely, and I was going into Rome, having a little look around, and what a fantastic place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to these little squares on a night, having me tea, and having a couple of Peronis. It was... Uh, and you'll keep me another week. <laughs> but, uh, no, so I went back after that, the other two weeks, went back and did a little bit of rehab back there for a couple of weeks, and then I was fit, so I probably missed about four five weeks maybe um, and the team 
And then Paolo got the... He wanted more money in January. He wanted more players in. We were top, top or second. And he was wanting a couple of players in. He was wanting Bradley Wright Phillips from Charlton. He was wanting a lad from Cheltenham, the midfielder, Marlon Pack. And he'd already over... You know what I mean? Anything he asked for, he got, budget-wise and stuff like that. So we were already stretching the budget. Uh, the chairman was like, fucking, I'm not again. So he's tried for these new players. This time, the chairman thought, fuck it, I need to sell the club. Yeah. So these other fellas come in who apparently had money, and then it all went tits up. De Canio seen straight through them, didn't give the players that he was promised, walked out, walked out. That was him, finished, you know. He, and the stories, which I'm sure you've read, where he's broken you in the middle of the night into the ground and he's... Took, Did you take a temporary charge? I took temporary charge. Me and I called uh, Darren Ward. They yeah. were both playing at the same time, so we were sort of player managers. Big Wardy who used to be at Crystal Palace. Yeah, Wolves, the centre-half, yeah, Wardy, yeah. Me and him was the senior players, took, took um, temporary charge for a couple of games, but we were both still playing, and we both didn't want the job, do you know what I mean? We still wanted to play. Um, so so like what's said, that true about him breaking in? Yeah, took on all the pitches down the wall, you know, he's doing pitches things to the what? camera. I think his pitches, like right. of him and like his maybe staff and the success he'd had with the you year think before. He just, could he not have just gone in a, on a morning and well, gone Well, I think it was, it was like two, three in the morning, apparently, when he'd done it. You know what <laughs> so I mean? did he still have keys? Or were like, I, think he still had, fruit, I think he still had keys. Skyline. I think he still had keys. Got them from somewhere. and Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, but that, that was him. So but had you taken temporary charge when he broke in? Yeah, because so he'd, he'd gone, he'd gone, he'd left. Is he'd that left. your office? He'd not left his shit in front of the desk, had he? I'm just thinking when you come in and there's like... All the stuff had gone. Pictures missing. You know, what's going on It was more like in the corridor as well. Um, like like Riviera. It's in Riviera. <laughs> and it was pretty much ESAP. He'd, he'd gone, I think it was the next morning, do you know what I mean? He, he'd done it and then... A day later, or a couple of days later, we were asked to, to take the team for the game on the Saturday, do a bit of training. But let me tell you, the lads had a day off. The <laughs> <laughs> first thing we need to do down here is have a day off. The lads are knackered. <laughs> Tommy, it's Friday. I don't give a fuck. We're having tomorrow off. We are having tomorrow off. <laughs> See, mate, there must, it must have been like fucking... Uh, Wizard of Oz, wasn't it? Oh. oh, yeah, the witch is gone, the witch is gone, the witch is gone. <laughs> but the lads glad he got. I think there was a relief. I yeah. think there was a big relief. Well, certainly with some of the younger ones. A Tell you what, one of the person would never say, well, Tommy's missus, he'll fucking, he'll back twice <laughs> away. <go> <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here, Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> I had to go home, but it's funny because me and Darren kept it the same, you know, training. Not, not in terms, we give the lads a day off, but in terms of what we used to do training, Monday to Friday, because, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, because it was working. Yeah. And the lads knew it, and it was obviously... Late January time, we were top of the league or second, so it was working. So we kept more or less the same sort of thing for the for the couple of weeks we were in charge. And then Kevin McDonald came in, ex Villa, old school. Is that the guy who went to so um, assistant, Blackpool? And Coops came in his assistant, Mark Cooper. Oh fucking what a ball, what a ball bag that is, yeah. Mark Cooper came in, and uh, but going back to the owners who came in before they appointed Kevin McDonald and Mark Cooper, they came in. Don't you worry, I appreciate everything you two lads have done these last couple of weeks, stepping up and helping with the team and um, obviously getting the game sorted and stuff like that. Comes to the end of the season, we'll reward you. We'll reward <laughs> you. Don't you worry, lads. Thinking, fucking hell, he got fucking, is this Gary Meggs in it? <laughs> we'll reward you for what you've done. We will not forget this for next season and all this bollocks. So, comes to the end of the season. <laughs> We've got beaten the playoffs off Brentford. Kevin MacDonald didn't know what was happening, whether he was staying. 
And anyway, Mark Cooper ended up getting the job. Uh, thanks for everything. So I'm thinking, where's this owner at? <laughs> <laughs> he was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> he was hiding. Uh, but so yeah, then I left Swindon, and uh, that was me. And then I went, went ended up at Bury with uh, yeah. Kevin Blackwell, <laughs> uh, who I know said he's sort of spoke a little bit about. Spoke. Uh, not going to say that. I was just going to work out what's less than highly. Oh. Yeah. Since he a twat, didn't he? Well. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, he was. I mean, a shambles. The lads were training in all sorts of different gear. It, it was a shambles, you know. As Sedgie's mentioned, it was. But uh, signed in, had a year there. Flickcroft came in as well. Um, Flickcroft loved the big words. Loved all the big oh. come out all these big words and stuff like that. And he used to put things on the board and spell things wrong. And I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> It's not, it's not dyslexic, is it? I don't know. But, uh, you can't pull him up on his grammar. Come on. No, I know that, but... <laughs> no, but he's, he's, if you tell me, if he's, say that he, he comes across as this intellectual... Yeah. Right, OK. And he's spelling... Something yeah, he's not. Wrong. I think this ref, sort of new yeah, manager... Off, he's spelling offside wrong. Of, you know what I mean? <laughs> spelling offside <laughs> wrong. He's put one F. Oh, and I used <laughs> to look through him and think... I don't know, no. Not for me. Mm. Not for you're me. He's a nice enough fella, but... No, he's, he's training. Listen, he got them over the line. He got them promoted at the end of the, at the, end of the uh, season. Uh, but no, wasn't for me. Wasn't for me. Somebody nicked your watch, didn't they? Someone nicked my watch. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're right, Brownie. This was when Blackie... Uh, sorry, Blackie got the sack. Ronnie Jepson stepped up, assistant manager. Great lad, Jep. Well, loved him. You know, old school, but fantastic fella. And he put a bit of life and soul back into the club. A bit of, a bit of fun and games in the training and that. And... I've gone in one, one uh, day after the game, one, after the game had finished. So everyone's getting showered and there's a few lads shifted and gone, off, gone away, you know what I mean, early. So I've gone through my shoe, thinking, hang on, this is weird. Fucking wedding rings here, my watch is not there. Now, it was a Breitling watch. I got it when I was at Ipswich and it was about, I don't know, four grand or whatever, four and a half grand at the time. So I think, is this a wind-up here, like, with the lads? So I've gone to Jetwo, I said, my watch is going here, Jetwo. When you're joking, he said, Right, nobody leaves, search your bags and all this stuff. Now, there'd already been a few lads who'd left, who'd left the ground. So, everyone so, actually got searched? Searched, yeah. Pick me your pockets, empty your bags, all that stuff, yeah. Fuck it, all that One of the players like. and staff. Well, like, there's, a steward, there's a steward on the gate, on the, yeah, so on the door nobody's and stuff, in so right. nobody's in or out that dressing room. So, I'm immediately thinking, Who's come into the dressing room earlier? Who's been subbed? Has anyone gone back from being subbed and gone into the dressing room? And there was a couple of lads who had come off. So immediately I'm thinking, and it's funny, they lads weren't in the dressing room at the end of the game. Well, certainly after I'd, I'd noticed it had gone. So I'm putting two and two together here and thinking, hang on a minute, is, this, is it one of them like? So this went on a little bit, meeting the next few days. and So Flickcroft, to be fair, was excellent. Like, and he... He sort of think, well, this lad's come... So he sort of got a couple of them in, one-to-one, and sort of didn't accuse them, but had a right go at them and sort of think, listen, we've told it, 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 it's you, like, or it's, it, it's, it's you or him, this other lad. Put him on the spot. And he, he, he sort of said to this lad, he said, listen, you're suspended, you're having a couple of weeks off, out the way. Now, I still don't know to this day whether it was him or not, and I'd like to think it wouldn't have been, but it all points towards him. And he, there was a few other issues at the club before my time uh, where things had been missing. And in the train when I was there as well, there was money going missing. And it's the loss of the law, you know, pinching off your teammates. It never, ever... I'd gone all them years where it hadn't happened. I hadn't come across it neither. And th- that was sort of... 
It was ridiculous. Was the CC, CCTV footage of him leaving the ground? There's cameras. Yeah, we've got here, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, no. I wasn't even there. Just... <laughs> it's funny. You... Yeah, you're right. Sat with fucking air right wire up. There was cameras sort of During outside the, the ground seeing uh, a lad go to his car and then come back into the ground. Now, whether that's obviously might have been putting something in his car, who knows? So what do you deduce, Mr Brown? It doesn't happen. When the game's going on, people don't walk out of the No, you the hang around really, don't you? Well, you unless they've got the sandwiches in. <laughs> <laughs> that same player, Jermaine Pennant, got a lot of money stole out of his, out of his locker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I remember that, yeah. all fingers pointed to this... To this player so, as well. So Jermaine Pennant, when he was at Bury, he came, yeah, came to Bury. Yeah. Um, somebody, for some reason, he had a lot of money in his locker, and one of the lads obviously knew. And he, he kept coming in from training, saying he needed the toilet or whatever. But every time he came back in, there was somebody else in there, so we'd go back out. And obviously, this one time he's come in, no one's in. They end up getting. The, obviously, there was a big kick. There was a, a fuss kicked up. I was in the newspapers, all that one, the national yeah. newspapers. I remember that, yeah. Um, it was not about my watch, like. <laughs> now's the time, man. Get it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you name any names in the papers? I, I'm not, I didn't see the article. I just I know who, who we're talking about. So obviously, it meant, it mentioned Jermaine Penn, but didn't name like. It didn't name who who they thought it was. Well, and the, the player was sold. The club wasn't insured, so I've gone to the jewellers to get an estimate of price. It, 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 it was nearly three thousand pound more yeah. from when I bought it. So I've said to the chairman and the director, I said, listen, I said, I, I, I'm not going to be out of pocket here, like, if we can't follow them out, who's took it or whatever, what are we going to do? And he went, we'll give you the money, which was, yeah. listen, they should have had maybe their insurance, I don't know how it works at a football club, but they did give me the cash uh, to get me a new one, which was obviously greater than, do you know what I mean? But at the same time, the lad who did it or whatever, seemed to go away, Scott Free, maybe, and... Yeah. When I was at Macclesfield, we came in from training one day, two lads had had the fucking cars nicked. We've... Got him from training, lads have put the gear on, gone for the car keys, we've gone to the car park, both the fucking cars gone. So uh, they never they never must have looked what, at my mate. My, my, no, it, 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 none of the, nobody from the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've fucking come out and, and the, both the cars are missing. <laughs> must have looked in my mate, they were just all fucking stinky kitten. Snooze and fucking McDonald's wrappers all the morning in the morning. Nah, we'll fucking leave that one. Take, take them keys back. <laughs> Um, just quickly, after I left Bury, I went back to Hartlepool. Yeah. Just did a year, finished my career at Hartlepool. And again, story of my, my last few years, sort of playing, I got injured, um, tore my calf, and, and that was me. Um, kept trying to come back, kept breaking down. This point, it was in my head, I was on 599 games. So I'm thinking, I can't finish on 599. <laughs> In OCD and all that. I need to get a 600. They ruin the rest of your life, oh, wouldn't they? So, Paul Murray gets the sack. Uh, Willie Donaghy goes with him. <laughs> it's Ronnie... making sense now about these Decario numbers. Oh, <laughs> 14 yeah. laps! What, what are you doing? 14 laps! Oh, it's uh, always 12 or 16. <laughs> it's not 40. <laughs> so, so, Ronnie Moore comes in. Um, and we were struggling. Is this when? Is this the year of the uh, miracle escape? Oh, don't you mention it, Jesus Christ! Did Ronnie tell you about it? How many uh, times he mentioned he told it. <laughs> so he's coming. I'm in the treatment table. Obviously, calf. I kept trying to come back training. I went for the injection in Leeds. All this spin the blood and spin it back into your tear and all this it just wasn't working. So I'm getting towards the, the last few games of the season when it's still sort of hitty missy, and I'm desperate to get back. I'm trying to. I, I broke down about three or four times. 
went to London to see this specialist. He said, oh, I've come across this problem before. He says, it's athletics and all this stuff. It's, it's well known. He's put this injection in. He said, hopefully this will sort it out and all this nonsense. So it got me back. I got back to the last few games and I was sub for the last couple of games. So I'm sub for the, the game again. It was we played home. It was the, we had to win. Do you know what I mean? We had to win. And I'm on the bench. And I'm thinking, oh, is he going to get me on here? You know what I mean? And you told him about this 599? No, I don't think he was aware of it. I don't right. think he was aware of it. If, um, if you'd have got to the 600 before that, would you be like, that's me? That's well, me? And that's you, round 600? I'm done. I'm not fucking up round before that. seven. I think because I broke down three or four times, if I was on 600, I would have just thought, fuck it off. You know what I mean? But because I was on 599, it was in my head constantly. 599, 599. <laughs> I need 600. Every number, every, every number plate they saw, 599. Everybody's phone number ended with 599. I've been fucking 599. What's going on here? Um, so I'm sort of getting by training, like I said, and I get to the last couple of games, and I'm on the bench, and I'm thinking, hopefully he's going to put me on here. The game was evenly balanced. It was 1-0 or 2-1. There was a, a goal either way. So he goes, Tommy... Get ready. Fucking brilliant. Champion. <laughs> you, were, so, you weren't even asked if you went down, were you? Oh, you just need to get this five minutes. Well, I, I just, and I wanted the club to obviously stay up. It, it was massive. It's a club which is massive, close to my heart. You know what I mean? Like I said earlier, I've, I started there and it, it comes to it that I've finished there. So I get to on. Last 20 minutes, a few touches of the ball, blah, 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 blah. Full time whistle goes, there's a pitch invasion, all this, and I'm thinking. <laughs> I thought you were going to say my Brilliant. Keep cars killing. No so, goal. Did you, did you have the 600 on your vest? <laughs> no, I wasn't one of them. But, uh, so, yeah, pitch invasion. Ronnie's obviously on there, giving it the... Listen, Ronnie's Ronnie. Do you know what I mean? He, he, chocolate springs to mind, obviously. <laughs> but he's, listen, he, he's done a good job and he's done well where he, where he went and he saved the club. Uh, so, hats off to him. But... It, it was like the Ronnie Miller show. You know, we were turning up for games. It was all, it was all about him. And he had like an end of season thing, and he'd gone out with a couple of the coaches' staff and all this, singing Ronnie Moo, and he's singing along to it, and he's got his hat on. It was the Ronnie Moo show. Yeah. So I can us, tell you yeah. now, I've got nothing against him. I got on pretty well with him, do you know what I mean? But, um, you should have seen him in that Hartley Pool nightclub. <laughs> still in, isn't he? He's still, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's still in, are you? He's still in. The Panama. Still in there, but. Um, that was me, and then I'm at Spennymoor now, which is in the National League North. Fantastic club, been there three still, years. Still enjoying it? Yeah, love it. Assistant manager, enjoy it. Um, great set of lads, got a good team. Uh, Do you many days off? <laughs> it's part time, he's got to. <laughs> part time, he's got to, but uh, now we've got a good group there, and we. Uh, I'm just pleased you go to Maggers every year still. Yeah, still go. I think I've missed two years out of 22. Good stretch because of the playoffs and that playoff final and stuff. So uh, that's an even 20. What's that? Are you keeping it at that? An even 20 for my goal. Well, what is that? What is that? 21. I'm 21 this year, so I need to go next year. <laughs> <laughs> to make it 22. Oh, well, cheers, Tommy. No, 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 it's been a pleasure. Thanks, well, it's been been coming up. Thanks for coming up. Be fucking warm that Guinness, love, wouldn't it? Oh, hey? I got that. <laughs> <laughs> I left it down like, like Weaver used to in Dublin. <laughs> Jesus Cheers, Christ. mate. No, that, pal. Top man. Well done, lads. Cheers, well, mate. Well done, well done. Well, right, thanks for listening. Yes. Um, get them reviews in on iTunes, as always. Subscribe on that YouTube channel. Anything else happening? 
Very little for me. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. See ya. Cheerio to Luppet. It's that time again. Time for a little note from The Economist. Yep, as you well know, The Economist is about far more than just economics and finance. It covers a wide range of subjects from world politics, business, science, technology, arts, the environment, and yes, even sport. And if you didn't already know, as listeners of Under the Cosh, you can get your very own free copy of The Economist on your doorstep by texting UNDER, just like the title, without the E, U-N-D-R, to 78070. And then, before you know it, Postman's at the door. You're thinking, oh, God, bills again. I'm up to my eyeballs in it. No, it's a free copy of The Economist. So you can read some interesting sports stories and improve your finances at the same time. How good's that? All seriousness, I've just been sat in garden with a hoppy beer reading about how the richest clubs are bullying football administrators into submission. I mean, it's not right, is it? But money talks. And The Economist sifts through the noise, focuses on the essential information, and tells the real story. It's for the kind of person who never stops asking questions and wants to know why the world is the way it is. So get your free copy of The Economist just by texting UNDER, U-N-D-R, without the E, to 78070. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape. Or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today. And view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money.